Welcome back to the D3 Golf Guys podcast. We've got a great show for you tonight. We're going to go through the golf stat rankings that came out on Wednesday. And we're also going to prep for the big tournaments that are happening over the next couple of days. So let's jump right into it. Okay, let's start with the ladies. Let's start with team rankings first. Ranked number one and holding their spot again this week, Redlands University. We did see watch Redlands happen this past weekend, and they delivered. Uh, really good scores. It, it, Redlands looks like they're the real deal. Now, we want to get them in the mix with some other people, and that's probably not even going to happen until Nationals. So we'll have to see about that. But uh, let's, we'll look for Redlands to continue to, to play well going forward. Number two, Methodist University. You know, I, I look at Methodist and think they've, they've had stiffer competition than Redlands so far, and they've delivered in every one of those. Uh, it'll be very interesting to see sort of how some of this happens as, as nationals, but I don't think we're going to get Redlands out of California until then. Uh, number three this week is York College, Pennsylvania. Now, I think this is one of those golf stat anomalies because if you look at their relative percentage, it's really low, and their schedule is really high, which means it's weaker. So I, they haven't played anybody else in the top 25. So I think this is one of those anomalies. I hope they're really good. Uh, we're rooting for them, but I think this is going to be an anomaly. Uh, and number four, and down one spot, is Center College. We've seen Center. Um, you know, obviously, we saw them come back uh, with their full squad and have performed exceptionally well. We'll be watching them here this week down at, uh, at the Golf Week. After them is up 10 spots is UC Santa Cruz. Now, Santa Cruz has played in a couple of events. They came to Texas for an event. They've also been playing in California, so it's be very interesting. And I know they're, they've came to come down from higher levels before. So it'll be interesting to see kind of where UC Santa Cruz plays out. Um, they, didn't, they, they performed fairly well when they were in Texas, so I think that's an interesting team to keep our eye on. Number six, Carnegie Mellon. They're down two spots, but again, that's part of some of this anomaly. Carnegie Mellon has shown up. They've performed really good squad. So, I, I, again, I think when you're starting to look inside this top 10, I think we can pick out the teams who we know are going to sort of be there at the end. Uh, Carnegie Mellon being one of those. Next at 7, holding their spot this week at 7, Texas at Dallas. We've watched them play. They've played good competition. They've got a good squad. So, Texas at Dallas, the ladies really performing well. Uh, down two spots to number 8 is Christopher Newport. Now, again, don't get too hung up on where you are now because I think some of the anomalies will continue to work their way out. But Christopher Newport's performed exceptionally well. They've been playing in the big-time competition, so that's that's a really good uh, position for them to have. Uh, also down a spot, number nine, is Mary Harden Baylor. Mary Harden Baylor, I think, has shown that they came east, they performed well, they've been playing in Texas. Rock-solid squad, definitely somebody we're going to keep our eye on nationals. And, and the way I'm looking at it right now in this top ten, as we look at Bethel, Minnesota, is in here as well, um, at number 10, you know, I, I think there's a couple anomalies in here, but I'm looking around going, all right, Redlands, Methodist, Center, Texas, Dallas, Christopher Newport, Carnegie Mellon, Mary Harden, ba- Baylor. We've seen them perform in big time tournaments. I think they're ready, all ready to go. Um, we just need to get them to May and get them up to Michigan to, for the nationals and let's, let's get after it. So yeah, Bethel University from Minnesota, uh, the previously unranked, now 10. I, they may be a little high there, but they're really good. and They've had some good play, but now the Minnesota schools are finally coming out. We'll see more of them this week at the Illinois Wesleyan Tournament, I believe. All right, number 11, George Fox. George Fox dropped six here, but that's 
probably part of some of the anomaly, and we've seen them play. But they wiped the floor in the Northwest. I don't know that they're going to come east until we get them to nationals. But George Fox, I mean, rolled everybody out in the Northwest from the ladies' perspective. So their women coaches poll ranking appears to be well justified. I, I think um, still kind of balancing out sort of the coaches poll versus the golf stat poll. There can be some noise in the golf stat. The coaches usually do a really good job of where that is. So George Fox at 11. Number 12, Barry College. We've seen Barry do a little bit of up and a little bit of down in, in the in the last you know couple of weeks. But again, they're in the best fields. So again, a top 12 ranking for Barry, I feel is pretty justified and very good. They're definitely a squad that you're going to pay attention to as we get into conference play and nationals. Number 13 is Cal Lutheran. All right, this is part of that California thing, and they've basically just been getting beat by Redlands the entire time. Uh, but they've been producing some good scores. So I, I think that's another school that we'll be keeping our eye on of, all right, where are they? I would go back to the coaches poll on that one to really kind of say, all right, where do we think Cal Lutheran is? Number 14 uh, is Trinity University. And we've seen the Trinity ladies perform very well in Texas also. They, I don't know, they haven't really um, come through and win won anything yet, but they've been a close second lots of times and have performed very well. So, um, We'll keep our eye on Trinity and see if they can continue to push Mary Harden Baylor in that in that in Texas Dallas in those in that Texas region. All right, uh, number fifteen is Illinois Wesleyan's ladies, and they've had a really nice run as of late. Uh, they were starting to get back home to the Midwest and have, have really started to do well. Illinois Wesleyan's hosting the other big event this this coming weekend, so we'll be paying attention there. Uh, number 16 is Chapman. That's the third school out in California. That Redland, It's been Redlands, Cal Lutheran, and Chapman mostly the way around in California. You see Santa Cruz has come in there every once in a while. So again, I, it, hard to tell how inflated this might be, um, but they're producing some good scores, so we'll, we'll keep our eye on that one. Number 17, St. Catherine University. Uh, they're in at 17. They were previously unranked. Um, so that, that's a, a bit of a, a tell, but they've had some good good performances. They've they've come through. They've they've gotten a win over the in the comparative record. So that's good. We'd like to see that num- the you know the the dominator number come up. But so far so good for the St. Catherine University ladies. And number eighteen, Washington and Lee, right? And so here we're going to get into a couple more of those schools that have been in the mix in the bigger southeastern tournaments. So we have West, Washington and Lee at eight. Emory at 19, and Rhodes at 20. Um, I would say you're going to watch those schools kind of come up the ladder here in the next couple weeks as more teams continue to play uh, with more competition. At number 21 is Southwestern University from out of Georgetown, Texas. Uh, They've been playing in the mix with Trinity and and Texas at Dallas. They've been pretty good. Um, They haven't won anything yet, but they're right there in the mix as well as East Te- Te- Texas Baptist University. They do have a win, uh, but they've, they've stumbled a little bit lately. So it'll be interesting to see sort of how the Texas schools sort of play out and as we get closer to conference play. And I think the conference tournaments are going to be huge this year. Number 23 is Oglethorpe University's ladies, who had a really nice start to the season, stumbled a little bit at Jekyll. It'll be really interesting to kind of watch them as they continue down the path. They've got some really good players, but they have a couple young players as well. Um... But, and, but they're in the same conference with Rhodes and Barry and Center. So it's that, that SAA conference has got four in the top 25 right now, and that, that's going to push 
everybody down that path a little bit more. So um, though they're not going to lack of opportunities to win. It's going to be a matter of, you know, how do you perform? Number 24, previously unranked Wash U. Now, we knew we had Wash U ranked pretty high in the coaches poll. And we saw their, their freshmen come in and, and star already. But we haven't seen the rest of the team. They had a fourth place finish. That's hurt them here. Now, we still see them come up into the rankings. And I think that's probably about right where they are as well. And also entering the top 25 is the Rose, Rose Holman. So Rose Holman, it does have a win. They were at the, the Midwestern tournament last week and, and performed exceptionally well on the ladies' side and did fabulous. So that, that seems to be pretty good right now. So then falling out of the top 25 for this week was Augustana, Dubuque, Ohio Northern, Huntington, and Carthage. Uh, but they're all not real far off. So again, you're going to see some of this flow in and out of the top 25. And so if we kind of look at it, I, I'm looking at the top 12 or so as here's who's competing for a national championship. The rest is going to be who can get to the nationals in order to see if they've got that shot. Because we all know anything can happen over four days in golf. Uh, but the way I'm looking at things right now, it would be a shock if the top 12 or so, with a few exceptions of the anomalies, aren't there and in the mix and right at it. So that's the team's team rankings for the ladies. Okay, let's go to the individual side. We'll hit sort of the top 20. And you're going to get uh, some interesting... Interesting views in here. Hannah Jagar from Redland, sophomore, is number one. Her scoring average is great. It's 72.67. Again, I really want to get Redlands out of California, and we'll see that. But Hannah's performed well every time. Her stroke average is, is rock solid. Uh, second place with a really great stroke average also is Nicole Miller, a junior out of Bethel, Minnesota. And that, when I, So what I'm looking at is I'm looking at scoring average right there, and I'm seeing, hey, look. I don't care how far it is. If you're shooting 72 or 73, you're pretty good. Then as we get in the next three, we've got three ladies from Redlands. But their stroke average is 76-something. And I've got Jillian Drinkard at six from Methodist with a 73.27 stroke average. So in my opinion, I look at Hannah Jugar probably as one and Jillian Drinkard as two with Nicole Miller probably in that three spot. Um, as we continue down... We've got a, a, more Redlands, but Anna Schwartz from Bethel, who also has done well, but she's in that same 77 range. So it, it, I'm kind of looking to re, re-sort this a little bit out of the adjusted scoring average because I think that's going to be a better tell for us early on until we have more widespread competition, which I don't know that we're really going to get this year. Um, so then sort of next on there is Riley Suter from center, sophomore, 74.99 stroke average. I mean... Rock solid. I think she's been playing great lately. She's been the one carrying centers ladies as well. Um, so that 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 she's a really talented individual as we get into there. Uh, also, from a stroke average perspective, uh, I'll go down to uh, Makaili Borum from Alvernia. She's got a 73.5 stroke average. Now, she hasn't got a ton of... Uh, a, a, her schedule is not great, uh, but that's a pretty good play from a freshman. Uh, so as we kind of keep going down that path, we'll, we'll keep kind of picking out... Uh, several people. And then you have Denise Pan, who's a freshman from Carnegie Mellon, who's that 76.65. So, uh, you know, kind of looking in there, I've also got uh, Jordan Collar from York. Again, York just kind of showed up. Um, you know, who else we have? And I know that we have Paige Church, senior from Methodist. She's at 19 with a 76.7 stroke average. 
I'll take Paige in a lot, against a lot of the ladies that I've already talked about. Um, senior, Methodist, she knows what's going on. And I think that's really where, when I look at Redlands versus Methodist, Methodist has Jillian and Paige, who both have stroke averages, you know, under that 76 thing. And yeah, the Redlands has a lot there, but let's see. I, I want to see a little bit more. Um, as we kind of keep going down, we get some Christopher Newport team uh, ladies in there, the 23-24 with Shreya and Erica, uh, you know, really solid. So, you know, I'm looking at the rankings. There's still a little bit of noise. Now, there's not as much noise as we had last week, which is good. And I think another week of big tournaments will continue to wash some of that out to where we will get a little bit better feel of that. But that's where I kind of think things stand on the ladies' side. I, I think Hannah Jugar from Redlands is an easy number one right now with Jillian Drinker hot on her heels. And I'd probably have uh, Riley Suter number four or number three right now. I, I think th- if we're looking at the top three, those are the top three I'm looking at right now. Um, I want to see Mikaili Borman and a couple of the other people. I want to see them against the fuller field, more competition. Now, the one team that we haven't talked about for the ladies is the Williams College Eves. They're really good, and we haven't seen them get out of the North yet. So, But keep your eye on Williams College. If they get out of there, look for them to jump into the top 10. All right. Now, let's move over to the men's side. All right. For the men's team rankings that came out, number one, no surprise, Guilford College. They've been in the toughest fields, and they've had a a win and finished in the top two or three in every other tournament they've played. So that's really, really impressive. Um, The Guilford guys have been getting it done here for a little while. Number two, which is very interesting, is we have Huntington College. Now, Huntington doesn't have a win, but they've had a really interesting five kind of guys high in the ranks. And so as you look at sort of stroke average and where things are, they're actually performing very well because they they haven't really had a, a person that gets tossed out all the time. They've got five scores all the time. So I think their stroke average and their consistent performance in that top two or three has helped them. Number three is Methodist. Now they've got two wins, but that stroke average isn't quite where you want. And so I think that's where the difference is. But if we're all, if we're all looking at it, Guilford hunting to Methodist, throw them in a throw them in a hat, shake it up, pick one out. At, at this point, I, any any one of the three could win nationals or any tournament that they're in. I, I firmly believe that. Um, you know, I think Methodist has done a good job of ham and egging it, uh, but they've had some really great performances. I think Huntington sort of got a little more of a team concept where they've got five guys in it all the time, and Guilford's got two guys that are absolutely crushing it uh, that we'll talk about here in a little bit. All right, coming down from there, up one spot to the fourth spot is Emory University. Now, the nice thing on the men's side, there's not nearly as much noise because we've had a lot of crossover with the men and playing in some bigger tournaments, so that's kind of good. And Emory is is led by by their guy, Max. We'll talk about him on the individual side, but they've been playing exceptionally well. Number five, also up a spot, is Trinity University out in Texas. Uh, we I've talked about Trinity and some of their early results. They have done a fabulous job. They've got three wins, so that's hard to argue with that they're not the top team in Texas right now. Now, I think there's another team hot on their heels, and we'll get to them here in a minute. Number six, Illinois Wesleyan. Defending national champions, as I use my quote fingers that you can't see. Uh, Illinois Wesleyan's performed well. They've got a big tournament that they're hosting this week. 
if they come through with that and, and kind of take care of business against the Midwestern schools, I think they're probably the lead the lead team out of the Midwest. Uh, they performed very well at Jekyll. They, they struggled on day one, fired a great round on day two, and came roaring back on day three. Uh, so they are who we thought they were. They're performing really great. They've got a great leader as well. So we'll watch. Let's watch this weekend. If they come through with their tournament and and put a little distance between themselves and the other teams from the Midwest, I think that'll be a big tell as to, hey, Illinois Wesleyan's the, the big dog in the Midwest. Uh, down three spots to seventh is Pfeiffer University. Again, Pfeiffer hasn't been playing a lot of the D3 stuff, and they're just transitioning to D3. So we'll put a pin on them for just a little while. At number eight, down one spot is Piedmont College. Now, Piedmont's played really, really well. They've just gotten beat by the top four teams in the country, which is not necessarily a crime. And they've got some really good players and they're playing really well. And I know they were at Shenandoah's event in the last couple days that I think got rained out. And I think Ben Ballin was like several under par uh, when it got rained out. So I know they were they were not, not happy about that. But we'll keep our eye on there. Piedmont's a very good school. They're going to be right in the mix as we get down in here. And they're, they're, they're solidly a top 10 school. All right, number nine, up a spot is McMurray. And that's the one interesting team out in Texas that we've got our two guys, Brennan and Lane, who are you know solidly inside the top 10 individually in the country. But they got a third score, a third really good score last week. If they can continue to get a little bit of help, that's going to move McMurray up the table. And what, what I would wait to see is, do we get a McMurray and Trinity in the same tournament again as we get down the path here? Uh, I'm sure we will, but that'll be something that we keep looking at to kind of say, all right, this is the next big test. Does McMurray continue to get a third score? I think they're solidly the second best team in Texas. And depending on the day, they could be number one. So we'll keep our eye on that. Uh, down a spot this week is Greensboro College at number 10. And again, Greensboro has played great. They've had tremendous, tremendously good competition. They've just been getting beat by the top four or five schools in the entire nation. Uh, they're rock solid. They've got good individual play. So Greensboro solidly at their 10. Uh, same kind of story for Christopher Newport. Uh, they're, in, they're up a spot to a number 11. They performed exceptionally well. Throughout now, there are a couple times they've bounced, they've they've been a little bit more in that middle of that pack, but they're coming out on top in that middle of that pack. And as we, we talked about during some of these events, there's sort of a top one who's going to win the trophy, and then there's a middle one who's going to come out on top. Christopher Newport's done a good job of coming out on top more times than not in that in that scenario. So that's what one of the reasons why they're there at 11th. Down one spot is Washington and Lee. They're in that same boat with Christopher Newport, um, right there in the middle of those big, big tournaments. So again, they're, they're not in the top three, but then again, if, if they're playing in different events, they probably would be. So we'll keep our eye there. Their stroke average is good. I think that's one of the things that I keep looking back to say, all right, where, you know, do we have a bad stroke average somewhere that's that's popping out to say, hey, this team's better than they performed or this team's overperformed. All right. Uh, 13 again this week, Carnegie Mellon. We, we saw Carnegie Mellon finally get out of the north, and they performed exceptionally well. I, I think as we get further down here, we'll see them in a few more events to where I think they'll continue to perform. I, I'm confident Carnegie Mellon's coming out of their conference it, it, where they where they will be a, a force in nationals. I don't know if they had the horses at the top in order to get into that top 3-4, but they're in the top 10 pretty solidly. 
Uh, 14th is Averett. Averett, another good example of, you know, hanging out in that middle section of the big tournaments. And, and it, it's one of those things that after coaching for multiple years and playing, it's, you cannot express enough how important it is that, you know, you keep fighting to get to that instead of 14th to 12th or from 10th to 8th in the tournament because those two spots you jump in the team moves you from 20th up to 14th. And that's what Avera has done a good job of. They fought through and really hung in there in some tournaments, and it's gotten them up up to this part here. Uh, up fifteenth, uh, up to fifteenth, up four spots to fifteenth this week is Mary Harden Baylor. I guess they got tired of me talking about the ladies team the entire time and decided they were ready to start playing too. Uh, so a, a good couple performances out in Texas for the Mary Harden Baylor guys. Um, they're usually a pretty rock, rock solid squad. We'll keep an eye on them. You know, I want to see them up against Trinity and up against McMurray. That'll be sort of the next big test as we look forward there. Uh, down one spot to 16 this week is LaGrange College. Now, LaGrange has got Cameron Starr, who's been playing outstanding golf. What's going to be, can can Cameron and the coach, can, can you get some other guys to play with him? Um, if they can get a, a couple other scores, then they're going to be really good because uh, Cameron has been setting the pace. He's a top top 10 guy easy individually. So that'll be really interesting to watch Lagrange there, but you know as you kind of watch, like their toss-out score is a little higher than everybody else, and so they're they're the one group in there that you're looking at going, now eh, the toss-out score is pretty high. Um, so that that's the one piece I want to keep watch there. Number seventeen, Hampton City. Again, they're in that same mix with Averett in the middle of that group. It's been Averett and Hampton City and Christopher Newport and Oglethorpe and a couple other schools in there that have been in these big events on the East Coast. But they're not at the top three or four, but they're in this middle eight to 12 range of this larger tournaments, and it matters how you come out. And Hampton City's performed very well. Okay, uh, up two spots on eight to 18th is Concordia. They actually have a win, and they've been playing pretty well lately. And again, like I, I'm looking around going, okay, I've got four Texas schools here. Actually, five went the next school. But all right, how are things going to play out in Texas? And who's going to come out on top? And speaking of the other Texas school, 19th, I've got Texas at Dallas. They also were tired of me talking about how good their ladies were. And they've decided to start playing a little better golf as well. So we see the Texas schools uh, coming back up here a little bit. At 20th, we've got Oglethorpe University. And Oglethorpe was playing pretty well. And they they started off in that top 10 and slipped back to about the 14th. This week, they dropped down three spots back down to 20th. uh, Mostly because they just, they, they did not perform at Jekyll. Uh, they started off okay, but then just they got beat up in the weather a little bit there. It'd be really interesting to watch them this week at the golf week down in Orlando at Mission Inn because uh, that's actually where uh, Nationals is going to be next year, uh, hosted by Oglethorpe. So it's a course that that team knows really well. It's going to be really interesting to watch. Can Oglethorpe take advantage of some of that knowledge to an experience that they have there? Not necessarily the, all the players, but the, the program knows it. Can they take that and have a good performance this week in order to help vault them back up into this in, into the top? All right, uh, number 21, Redlands. Uh, here we go, the Redlands men in the same boat. They're up four spots this week. Um, good playing. They've had some really good scores. I, again, I, I, we just got to get Redlands out of the mix of just playing the same three schools out in California. I don't know that's going to happen administratively, so I, it's a bit of an unknown, but... From what I can see, they're shooting really good scores. That tells me you're going to shoot a good score somewhere else. So Redlands at 21. 
Uh, up two spots is Webster University at 22. Um, and then, oh, here, interesting, as we get into 23, Denison has jumped into the top 25. Now, I know the Denison guys were celebrating their big win- their big performance over the past week. Um, they've had some nice performances in that Midwestern area. So Denison's come on late. It'd be very interesting to keep our eye on them. Uh, at 24, we have Rhodes College. Down two spots. I didn't have a great couple of weeks, but they're still pretty good. They didn't get out as early, so it'll be interesting to see if they start to improve a little bit as we continue down that path. And then lastly, in the top 25, number 25, previously unranked, Otterbein University. Um, also in that part of that Midwest. So we're starting to see the California schools. We're, everybody's starting to play now. And I think after this week, I know the Wisconsin and Minnesota schools are going to be playing at Illinois Wesleyan's tournament. It'll be interesting to see the Eau Claire's and the Gustavus's. Let's get them out and get them in. All of a sudden, we're going to be able to do that. The two teams falling out of the top 25 this week were Laterno and Calvin. Laterno out in Texas. Um, didn't have a great week. Um, they've had some good individual performances, but again, we saw some of the other Texas schools come in. That's really where you'll see that. Okay, let's move over to the individual side for the men. And... Boy, I tell you, it, it, I think Nationals is going to be awesome because it's going to have tons of fireworks. Number one in the country right now, James Michoud from Guilford. He's won multiple tournaments. Uh, there's not much else you can say about James that hasn't already been said. He's a senior. He's experienced. He gets it. So James is probably the go, the, the, the favorite going in right now. Um, that's not to say that I think he's going to win because I think there's 10, 12 15 guys that can win this thing. Uh, number two in the country right now, Max Schwartz from Emory. He's been leading the Emory team. He's a sophomore. We saw him last year, or well, before everything, the shutdown. Uh, so we know Max is really good. He's had a great year, good stroke average as we continue down that path. Uh, number three is Kevin Burris from Pfeiffer. He's got a really good scoring average. But again, we haven't seen him against anybody. So... I kind of want to see that mix, but again, if they if they get there and they show up, I, I think they'll be good. Uh, number four is Cameron Starr from Lagrange, senior guy we've talked about. Um, you know, it's not surprising to see how many seniors are in the top twenty uh, because they just understand it. And you know, as as I had a conversation with one coach recently, you know, the guys who were you know freshmen who played the second semester of their freshman year this year are juniors all of a sudden. Um, so the seniors have got more golf under their belt. It doesn't. It makes sense that they're playing very well. But Cameron's played awesome for Lagrange. He just needs a little help. Speaking of needing some help, number five and six, Brendan Lawrence and Lane Roy, the two guys from McMurray. They've basically flip flopped back and forth who's won or who's played the best. Uh, the funny part is, is they're actually roommates, which is even funnier. They're both seniors from McMurray. Uh, I mean, right now, I, I, there's probably not a better two-headed monster out there. Um, there's some good ones, but but when it comes to those two, it, they're going to be rock solid. It's really, can they get a third and fourth score? All right, uh, number seventh, Andre Chi from Methodist Junior. Very experienced, great players, had some great tournaments, uh, has really performed exceptionally well. He's been one of the one of the big kind of three-headed monster for Methodist. Uh, but they've been performing really well also. Number eight in the country, Pierce Robinson, sophomore out of Washington Lee. He's really been keeping Washington Lee in the hunt. Um, he, again, he's another guy who could use an extra score or two to a little bit of help. Number nine, Rob Wetrick from Illinois Wesleyan Jr. 
We've seen him before. Rob's a great player, one of the leaders of that Illinois Wesleyan team. He's really the straw that stirs the drink for, you know, Illinois Wesleyan. And, and I expect them to start getting better and better as we get into it. Uh, number 10, Cooper Raybrack, freshman from Methodist. Cooper's been playing great as a freshman. Him and Andre are part of this three-headed monster with Henry Angier, who's 13th. They've been the big three right now for Methodist. So they've got three guys playing well all the time. But the nice thing about the three guys is one guy takes a day off. Methodist always has, you know, a good fourth and fifth person. Uh, so that's been the big advantage that Methodist had. It's gotten them to a couple of wins. Uh, number 11, Jason Lee, senior from Carnegie Mellon. We previewed Jason. He's a fabulous player from Carnegie Mellon. Again, not not really surprising. He's number 11th right now. Could he win nationals? Absolutely. I think anybody in the top 20 could get on a heater for four days at nationals and win. Uh, number 12, Walker Hines, junior, out of Huntington. Uh, again, one of the big-time Huntington players. There's three of them inside the top 20. And that goes to speak to they've got some really good kind of team golf going on. I think their top five are all inside the top 34 which is really impressive. Um, so Walker Hines at 12. We already talked about Henry Angrier from Methodist. He's at 13. Uh, Matthew Lehman Jr. out of Piedmont uh, and, he, and then at 14. And his teammate Ben Ballin, at, uh, senior out of Piedmont, is 15. And that's really interesting because that's where Piedmont's got that two-headed monster and they've been playing really well. Um, they've got a third score with a freshman that's outside the top 20, but those two guys are there, and that's Ben is the guy who I was talking about earlier, who I think was four or five under before they got rained out up in uh, up in Virginia. So uh, I'm disappointed for that because that probably a, a a real nice 60, 60 round would probably help move him up the rankings. Uh, but really good playing, and, and two guys you expect to be there. And number sixteenth is our guy Will Noth. Will's a junior at Carnegie Mellon. He was one of our first followers. We always give Will a little bit of a shout out. Um, you know, hit us up on Twitter if you want us to shout you out too. Uh, but Williams has been playing great. He had the one bad day at Jekyll after a really good day, but bounced back nicely. Uh, he, him and Jason are really the, the two of the big leaders up in Carnegie Mellon. So we'll continue to kind of watch there. And then here's two more Huntington guys. Owen Bird at 17 and Peter Mylunas at 18. He's the freshman on Huntington's team. So it, it's always nice. You can tell the really good programs when you're like, well, who are they bringing back in? And they're like, oh, they have some freshmen. And, oh, lo and behold, he plays just like everybody else. Um, so Huntington's got that that really good top three guys, and they've got five guys that are playing really well. So that's one of the reasons why they're second in the country right now. Number 19th is Joshua Fambro, sophomore out of Redlands. He, he's been playing really well. Again, with Redlands, we just want to get him out into sort of a broader uh, tournament. Then really interesting with is 20th is Ethan Wilkins at, from Illinois Wesleyan. Remember, Ethan's the one we called out. He was playing as an individual and shot really, really well. Uh, so it'll be really interesting this week to see is Ethan in the mix at the Illinois Wesleyan tournament and how much of an impact does that have. So we'll be watching that closely. And then just to add a, a, one more, uh, Jack Lee is a junior from Guilford. He's the other big head at Guilford that him and James have really been playing very well. Um as we kind of get into that. So Jack is at 21. I could keep going down this list. I'm not because, you know, not. I know everybody wants to hear everybody's name, but we're going to kind of focus on that top 20, top 21. So, but again, I, I mean, could, could you convince me that any, any one of these players could win nationals? Yes, easily. Four days, lots of golf. 
the the highest stroke average here is a 74, which is ridiculous. Um, and, and I would say 73 is probably getting you inside the. You have to be. You have to probably be 73 or better to get inside the top 10, which is very impressive. Really good golf. Um, so you know, will we see some more changes? Yes, we will. There'll be some pluses and minuses. Um, there's some really good players as you go down that chart that I go, Hey, they've won tournaments. Um, so we'll keep, keep watching. And as we see, we always start with the team and then we'll go work our way to individuals. Okay. Let's talk about this week. Um, and when this podcast comes out, you might get it tonight, uh, tomorrow. So I'm recording this Thursday night. Tomorrow, tournament down in Orlando, Florida starts. It's the Golf Week in D3 Invitational. Big, big tournament. Uh, we, we've got a really great field. Another super awesome big field in the southeast. I've got, on the men's side, Greensboro, Guilford, Christopher Newport, Hanson Sydney, Huntington, Oglethorpe, Barrie, Methodist, Transy, Emory, Carnegie Mellon, and North Carolina Wesleyan. How's that for? I just read just about every one of those teams in the top 25. On the ladies' side, we've got Methodist, Christopher Newport, Oglethorpe, Barry, Huntington, Emory, Center, and Carnegie Mellon. So again, we're going to be watching this tournament really closely. On the men's side, you know, I've got the top four in the country plus a handful in the top 15 after that. On the ladies' side, I've got number two, number three, you know, number 12, lots of good Lots of good play. So we'll be watching things down at Mission Inn in Orlando, which does a great job of putting on tournaments in the Division Three world. Uh, we'll be watching that really closely. That'll be something that if you're a Division Three guy and you're following this podcast, pull up golf stats starting tomorrow. It's going to be a fun one because it's going to be three days of really, really good golf. Okay, the other big tournament is on the men's side with Illinois Wesleyan hosting. That's um, going to be tomorrow and Friday, so a two-day tournament. Uh, going to be lots of teams and several individuals. So here's the teams that is going to be at, at Illinois Wesleyan's tournament. Augustana, Aurora, Carroll, Carthage, Central, DePaul, Edgewood, Gustavus, Heartland, Illinois Wesleyan, Lake Forest, Milliken, North Park, Wabash, Webster, Wheaton, and Wisconsin-Eau Claire. So here we go. We got the Wisconsin schools and the Minnesota schools getting out, right? Two of our known powerhouses in, in, over history, Gustavus, Wisconsin-Eau Claire there. The Wabash guys who just had a really good tournament and had a couple of individuals at the top of that tournament, excellent, are there. Uh, DePaul, who's got a win already in the Midwest, that's playing exceptionally well, that's there. So, you know, no slouches here. That's going to be a great 18-team field. We'll be keeping our eye on that really closely. Okay, so that's the rankings, what we're looking at for this weekend. We're going to be keeping a really close tab on Golf Week and that Illinois Wesleyan tournament. If anybody else has got anything else that we need to keep our eye on, hit us up on Twitter. You know how to find us. Also, uh, we're working on some more merch and some other stuff. Uh, Wooster Gang, you won the contest. I haven't heard from you. Reach out and let me know that you guys are paying attention and uh, we'll get you guys that 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 uh, celebratory packet of D3 Golf Guys stuff. Uh, We're going to continue to kind of put out some stuff. We'll we'll have a contest for April. Not quite sure what it's going to be just yet, Uh, but stay tuned. We'll post that out on Twitter, and we'll hit you guys up there. Again, if if anybody needs any any other merch or stuff, we're going to be kind of working on that. So 
keep looking at us. We've got stickers that we can get out to everybody. As we look forward, uh, you know, look for another podcast Sunday night with results as we kind of get into that. It might might come out Monday morning with Sunday being a holiday. And then uh, next week, we'll probably go back to the same kind of uh, schedule with a rankings podcast on Wednesday leading into the Masters, which we may have to have a little bit of Masters fun as well. So uh, stay tuned for that. Look forward to it. And good luck to everybody playing this weekend. Until then, hit them straight. Cheers. Thank you.